0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny for Monday, August the 3rd, 2020. I am your host and author of the book, Destiny Awaits, The Pouring Out of Wisdom for Humanity to Drink, and contributing author to the bestseller, Memories of Heaven, by the late Dr. Wayne Dyer. I'm Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you from Owings Mills, Maryland. And this broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. Once again, we are super excited this evening about being with you and to be able to share love and wisdom with the desire to uplift, inspire, motivate, and empower you to live a more peace-filled, joyful, and loving life. So, you can download this podcast from iTunes. You can listen to it by um, Apple Apple um, Tunes as well, and also receive it via my website, yourdestinyweights.net, or simply by googling us Blog Talk Radio Date with Destiny. Also follow us on Twitter at that's Lyse101. That's L Y S E 101. And if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business, you can send. A message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, or via my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. And once again, we are excited. Excited to be able to share with our listeners information from people of all walks of life that we believe will inspire, motivate, and empower you. We are happy to be celebrating our eighth year of broadcasting and can't wait to share some great things from some really extraordinary people that we have coming up for the rest of the season. Yay. We recently lost an icon congressman and civil rights activist John Lewis, who served in the United States House of Representatives since 1987 till his passing on July 17, 2020. At the end of this segment, I will pay homage to Mr. Lewis by sharing his last words with the world in an article that he wrote. I believe it ties in nicely with the conversation that we are about to have. So tonight we have another amazing show. We are welcoming back to A Date with Destiny um, artist and activist Miss jordan merlino jordan merlino is a baltimore native and papercut designer who graduated from the maryland institute college of art in 2015 jordan discovered her passion for papercut in the summer of 2017 when she started sketching one of her amethysts the shapes she discovered in her amethyst inspired her to create a series of papercut works dedicated to crystals and I love me some crystals. Jordan has experimented with breath work, Reiki healing, and meditation through the process of her work. Jordan explores creating work for suicide prevention and awareness, a cause she is extremely passionate about. Jordan's work has been showcased at Yoga Studios, MICA Portfolios, and Girl Museum Day. Jordan also has been diagnosed with a condition called dysthymia. Dysthymia is a persistent depressive disorder and is a continuous long-term chronic form of depression. So Jordan now resides in Santa Fe, New Mexico. She used to live in Maryland and she trekked across the country and now resides in Santa Fe, Mexico. So a date with Destiny would like to welcome back to the show, Miss Jordan Merlino. Yay, Jordan, hello.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm fine. How are you?
2: I'm good. Yeah, I'm fantabulous today.
1: Good, good. You hear all that applause, don't you, girl? You were just loved, okay? <laughs>
2: Thank you. I I feel very honored and appreciated. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> oh, you're so welcome, and we're so happy to have you back because you're just so sunny. I can just see that beautiful smile um, through the through the computer, through the earphones, through the microphone. I just I just can see you lighting up, girl. So thank you, thank Aww. you, thank you for taking the time <laughs> to come back with us. <laughs> She Thank does. you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you this girl's smile is infectious, okay? She has one of the brightest and most beautiful smiles. I mean, oh my gosh. So You're
2: making me blush. <laughs> oh, well, it's good to blush every
1: now and then. Go ahead, girl. Just just blush, okay? You'll be all right. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm just glad to know, and I'm always glad to hear you smile and laugh. You know, that's great as well. Um, again, welcome back. Thank you for taking the time, um, Jordan, to be with us again. Um, I know last week I did say that um, I wanted to have you back because I felt like uh, we, our conversation, there was so much that we did not get to really elaborate on. So we're going to do that today. Um And don't get me wrong, just because we might elaborate on some things and talk about some things or whatever, I would always love for you to be a recurring guest, okay? So the door is wide open for you. I'm telling you that now and, you know, for everybody that's listening, that the door is open for you to come back anytime.
2: Thank you. I I appreciate that. I feel very honored hearing that.
1: Thank you, (laughs) truly. Well, you're so welcome. So how have you been in the week that we have not talked, like since last week? How how have things been for you out there in Santa Fe? It's been,
2: um, oh, th- this past week has been pretty good. Uh, I've just been working on paper cuts a lot. Um, mm-hmm. um, pretty much just kind of keeping myself. <laughs> you know Yeah. Um, it's It's been nice actually Trying to just kind of focusing um, Inward Is what I like to call it yeah.
1: yeah Yes And in these times This 2020 is just oh my god So if you can focus within That's a good thing Because um, I tell people You know I joke and I laugh about it sometimes Because I feel like you have to laugh To keep from crying sometimes but I feel like we are literally <laughs> like in the middle of a game of Jumanji, you know? Like maybe we're at level I five. Feel that. Do you feel that?
2: I I feel that it's so funny because um, on Wednesday, every Wednesday at I think it's one o'clock, um, I have my therapy appointment over the phone, so. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, I think it was this past Wednesday, I was telling my therapist, like, I feel something big is going to happen in the world. And I don't know if it's good or bad. I just feel something big is going to happen. So I think yeah. level five is about to start. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, how many levels does this game have?
0: <laughs> I can't even remember, honestly. <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh. This is some crazy off. Now, if we get people starting to jump out, like just jumping out the sky, you know, um, then I think it's just time to turn it in. You know, it's just just, just time to go. <laughs> right. Like, right. You know, exactly. we see so, I, I feel that. Yeah, because we see so much crazy stuff on the Internet these days. And just when you think you've seen it all, I think I was sharing this with your mom um, a couple times i'm like just when you think you've seen it all you really haven't <laughs> and it's just some crazy stuff that's all i got to say just crazy right so, like uh, i see
2: like my tw- like my twitter account just like blowing up with like so much different stuff whether it's just like um on revisiting just like companies that have like slaughtered animals because of covid or just like um you know different stores that are you know being completely homophobic uh it's just like everything is just kind of like exploding on social media and I'm just like whoa
1: yeah whoa yeah yeah exactly and especially with um you know racism is at the top of that list um and I think we talked about last week how Racism has always been here, like it just has, and there's a certain sector that, you know, n- n- we knew that, that it was still around, but then there's another sector that didn't know that, <laughs> and they're starting to see, and it's not just the discrimination against a color, like it's, it's a discrimination against everything that is not um, of a particular race. You know what I mean? Right. So it's people of color. It's LBGTQ. Um, if you're from a, a certain part of the world, then, you know, they're going to discriminate um, against you because of that. I mean, they're finding all kinds of little things to gripe about and just, you know, it just blows my mind. It really does. Right, it's right. Just, it's just I I agree. Mind yeah I
2: agree. it's like everything is um this has been a very um uh, explosive kind of year for a lot of the yeah. um and I think yeah. it's good and bad like it's good because it um it exposes a
0: yeah. lot
2: of those mm-hmm. um those energies and those belief structures um mm-hmm. that's the good part is the exposure because we need to know that you know like that those beliefs still exist so we can um we can overcome them and we can do whatever we can to change them for the best um it's just very challenging dealing with those mindsets and those energies like it can be very overwhelming
1: yeah yeah it is very overwhelming um but it's just time to batten down the hatches because this eventually had to happen. And, you know, Jordan, even though I know, like I knew that something, a change needed to happen, a big change. Like we, we just knew that, right? We knew that a change needed to happen. We knew that um, in order for this country to heal itself it had to go through you know what we're going through now, however, even though I knew that, I did not know what that would look like, not really um, mm-hmm. and seeing seeing a certain sector of the country react. And act out the way That I guess it was destined for I mean it was destined to happen come on You know I mean Mm -hmm. you can't You can't hide Something like this Forever I just did not think It was going to happen in my lifetime You know what I mean Like I just didn't think I thought that maybe in my children's Lifetime in that generation maybe It would start but I had No idea (laughs) that this was going to happen, you know, but, you know, and so in a way it's a good thing. We just need to get it, open, you know, get it out in the open. Let's do what we have to do and just keep it moving. You know what I mean?
2: Right. I feel like in, in this kind of sense, the sooner the better. Um, mm-hmm. So like we're able to, um, I hate the word combat, but like that's yeah. the only word I can think of off the top of my head right now. Yeah. Um, To really face all of these issues, um, in order for us to overcome them and heal them, and we can move on as a nation, as a collective, um, to higher higher realms, you know, because we're all put here for specific purposes, and a lot of these mindsets and belief structures are just keeping people down from being their true authentic selves, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really something to behold. And then in the midst of all of that, we have COVID. Really, it's like whoa. Well, <laughs>
0: whoa.
1: Well, and I and I and I don't. I've learned a while ago not to po- you know pose the question, what's next? Or you know, so because you don't. I really don't want to know. I don't. I don't need. I don't need to know. You know what's next? Because then it's like we're expecting something bad to happen. So I just, right. I'm just like, okay, we just have to take it one day at a time and, um, you know, do what we can do, what we feel as though we can do um, to, to put our voices or to add our voices in this, this fight, um, this fight for justice, this fight for freedom for all and, and all of that. And one of the things that I know, ways that I, I know that you've been doing it is through your artwork, we talked about last week um, that you are a paper cut artist, as, as well as paper cut is not the only type of art that you do, but that's the one that you're most passionate about, and it's beautiful. Oh, my gosh, she does some really, really, really beautiful stuff, which we will give you her website and her IG and all of that so that you can go and check out her art and purchase some of her art because, you know, artists do these things too, um, you know, because they are looking for you know, forward to people buying their art, you know. And so, yeah, we want you guys to check out her pages and, you know, um, support, just support. So um, we're going to go back, um, and this is something that I mentioned last week. First, let's just talk about the the mental health issues. We're going to get that out the way because I want to get that information out there to our listeners who are going through, you know, some type of mental Um, um, health um, um, crisis, you know, right now, especially with COVID because everybody is pretty much locked down and then you have, you know, no, nothing else to do to time to think, you know, and sometimes, and they say that the Mm -hmm. idle mind is the devil's playground. So, you know, it can be pretty like just tough for people to get through this time, especially if you've had a mental Mm -hmm. health issue to begin with. So the last time you were here uh, with us, we touched base on a few things and the information that was shared was very informative. There was um, much, like I said, we didn't get to discuss and that's why I wanted to bring you back. Um, Mm -hmm. So just to remind those who listen to part one of your story, and for those who may uh, just be tuning in, let's start with your diagnosis of dysphymia, which is a persistent depressive disorder. Um, And then I've learned with this disorder you may have found out that um, you may lose interest in normal daily activities, feel hopeless, lack of productivity, and have low self-esteem. It's just a bunch of things that go with that. So Tell the listeners, Jordan, how you're able to cope with this on a day-to-day basis. What helps you? Okay.
2: Um, okay. Well, I feel like for me, I have to say for me personally, because everyone that suffers from depression or anxiety, uh, they, mm-hmm. everyone has their own individual coping skills. Right. So, um, What I usually do is I like to keep my mind very busy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, very Mm -hmm. stimulated because it's just a distraction, Um, you know, because I notice that my thoughts can, um, you know, they can kind of, it's almost like a scale. And sometimes, you know, if you, if you're, if there's an invasive thought that comes, it can throw off your balance completely. So, um, keeping the brain stimulated all the time usually helps, um, Mm -hmm. not to mention medication is great. So, um, Mm -hmm. and I, have been prescribed, um, you know, medication, uh, for my condition. So it helps kind of balance out a lot of those things, but, Mm -hmm. um, a great coping skill is to just kind of go through things that you enjoy. Um mm-hmm. so let's say for instance, you know there it's a bad day and you're just like literally struggling to get out of bed, you know, like I've been there, I'm sure a lot of people have been in that situation mm-hmm. or position. Mm-hmm. Um it's just hard to get, you know, started. Um what helps me is listening to music. Music is a very <laughs> therapeutic um mm-hmm. you know, coping skill, but it's also like a cool you know, to kind of get motivated. So I'll put on like something that's like, you know, kind of snappy or like fast paced and that'll kind of help me kind of get my day started, um, or get out of bed or whatever, just to kind of motivate to do something. Mm -hmm. So music is always there for me. Um, Mm -hmm. yoga, meditation are great tools, um, great activities to kind of still the mind. um, if those don't work, maybe something kind of, like, hands-on, whether it's, like, you know, maybe, like, a physical ex- exercise, like, running, or mm-hmm. maybe playing an instrument, or doing art. Um, art mm-hmm. is my main coping skill. Okay. Um, so, just, like, going through all those things, um, you know, there's many ways to, to cope, um, in other words. Right. That's kind of like what I'm trying to tell people. There's so many different, it's almost endless, like, you can color um, yeah, yeah. one of my friends, uh, he cooks as a coping skill. He, you know, like cooking is a great distraction for depression. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's very endless actually
1: coping skills. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good to hear because maybe, you know, cause when you're going through, you don't think about, okay, how can I, Get myself out of this, or how can I stop feeling the way that I'm feeling, and just little things like you said, coloring, painting, cooking, walking you know, walking in nature. oh I love walking in nature. Um, mm-hmm. music, like whatever, just try to find some things that you enjoy doing to get your mind to get your mind off of yourself. <laughs> and it's not always right. that easy. You know, but I think, don't you find that the more you do it, the more you practice that, the easier it becomes? Or you may not find yourself in it as long as you normally would be. So what I've
2: actually learned over, you know, over just kind of like suffering from depression since Mm -hmm. I was like a teenager is to honor it, actually, Um, I know some people are probably like, wait, what does that mean exactly? So it doesn't mean romanticism. Romanticism Uh, is completely different. That's on the opposite side of the spectrum, actually. Um, uh Where honoring it is like you get to a point where you kind of start to make friends with your depression. Mm
0: -hmm. So you're just
2: like, okay, I'm aware that I'm feeling depressed instead of just beating yourself up and just being like, man, why can't I get out of this? Like, why Mm -hmm. can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Just kind of just being aware of just like, all right, it's here. I might as well just kind of be patient with myself. Um, And while I'm feeling this way, I might as well do something that's going to lift my spirits up and uplift myself. Um, Mm -hmm. That's where the coping skills come in.
1: Okay. Now did you learn that through therapy
2: I actually learned that um, I think in between therapists And then I told Uh um, my current Therapist Like just like how I'm like learning To kind of get back to that Situation where I'm trying to honor it So you know life Is a little bit more enjoyable Um, Uh He actually said it that's that's uh, a great kind of, like, mindset to have in terms of depression because it's really hard to feel that way, to kind of honor Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it. It takes time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I kind of like that, though, to honor it. Um, And, yeah, that's that's good stuff right there. You know, cause like, yeah, because this way,
2: it's almost mm-hmm. like it feels manageable,
1: you know, like yeah. it doesn't
2: feel, you know, I know that, you know, sometimes, you know, because I suffer from depression, it feels extremely overwhelming. Like it's a wave that crashes. Yeah, um, It's very right. physical. But when you start to kind of get to a place where you're like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to honor this. I'm going to just, you know. I'm going to honor it. I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to let it be what it is. And it's manageable.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's the same, because when you said that, I was like, wow, that's the same even with our egos. Um, You know, sometimes we just have to, when things come up in our minds, instead of trying to suppress it, you honor it. Because... Whatever you resist will persist. So right. you know we just have to learn how to say, okay, I see you, I hear you, um, but that's not you know we're we're not going to do this today. Or um, you know I respect. But, you know, just try to keep yourself on a a whole nother level of understanding who's, like, what's happening to you, pretty much.
2: Right. Right. And um, when you honor depression um, or when you honor your feelings, you're able to release and you're able to um, seek help um, a Mm -hmm. lot easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And and help, because, you know, I try to tell people all the time, um, do not be ashamed, you know, to seek help. Like, just don't. I, I know I was that person, you know, I just posted something recently where what is one of the hardest things for you to ask or say? And one of those things was asking for help. And for me, that was like number one. Um, mm-hmm. And I've learned how to, you know, get over that, but it takes time. You know what I'm saying? And I think when people like yourself share that, no, you ha- don't be ashamed and afraid to ask for help. You, you, we need help. No man is an island, right?
2: Right, right. And you know, seeking help is so important. And one of the main factors of how important it is to receive help from when I like realized it was through my grandfather. Now Mm. I know you have heard stories about my grandfather, but you know, like Mm -hmm. maybe the world hasn't, but my grandfather Mm -hmm. uh, was gay and um, he was in, you know, he was married to a woman, my grandmother, um, probably for like 25 or 30 years um, somewhere around, that length of time um, and through that marriage she knew he was gay and you know she would let him kind of do whatever he wanted on the weekend but during the week he was like you know the straight white male father figure type of person mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know so she put a lot of expectations on him and after a while he started to get really bad panic attacks to the point where
0: mm. he
2: was afraid to go places because he mm. didn't fully come out. Okay. So he suffered from agoraphobia for, I think when he told me he suffered from agoraphobia, he started noticing it when he was 25. He got help when he was 50 or in his 50s. So mm. that's like 25 years or more of suffering from panic attacks and not getting help. Um, And he told me that once he got help, he, you know, he was prescribed medication that helped him. He saw a therapist um, and he said that it helped him a lot and it benefited him so much and it Mm -hmm. helped him um, come out with his sexuality and stuff. So um, when I heard him talk about that, that's when I realized like, you know I think I might have been like maybe like 21 or 22 at the time When he told me And I was thinking like Man If my grandfather waited that long Should I wait that long
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know like it's It's, a, it's definitely like an honest question To ask yourself about getting help um, mm-hmm. And You know the truth is Like you know It's always good to get help um, because, you know, conditions mm. will worsen over time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you get help, you know, that means you're getting help for yourself, um, and you're getting better for yourself and for your loved ones. Um, you're not Absolutely. doing it just for you. You're doing it for other people, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, so your grandfather was a catalyst for you. Um, and that's mm-hmm. a, that's good. That's absolutely awesome, Jordan. So let's talk about that because that's the next topic on my list, um, the, the LBGTQ plus community. So when did you finally decide, all right, this is enough. I'm going to, you know, I'm just coming out. I'm just going to do it. So, um, again, my grandfather inspired
2: me. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> um,
2: so my whole entire life, uh, for that majority of my life, I didn't know who he was.
0: Um, Say that again. You know what? My father's
2: side of the family kind of banished him because, you know, um, I didn't know my grandfather for the vast majority of my life
0: because
2: okay. my father's side of the family banished him. Um, oh, okay. And I would ask people constantly. Like, hey, um, I want to know my grandfather because he's my grandfather. Do you have his phone number? And they would be like, oh, we'll give it to you. And then they never give it to me. And I would just like be oh sitting there wondering about him, you know, oh. and I'd be like, I really want to know my grandfather. So, it's, you know, I would look him up in the yellow pages. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. a while ago. <laughs> My mom and I would look them up on the yellow pages. And, wait a minute, wait you know, a minute. Let's
1: like, take a pause. Talking, wait, hold it, 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 hold it. Did you just say yellow pages? Yes. <laughs> Girl, you are dating yourself. Okay, you're dating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have
2: internet back then. I know. I is, know. This am like the late teased. 2000s, so. Right. I know it's funny though. It's like yellow it pages. Is funny. <laughs>
1: Go ahead. Now let me ask you a real, real quick question. They banished him because they, you know, he came out the closet.
2: Yeah, like Is that he, why? Um, so. Some things happen in my family that I don't want to repeat.
1: Um, Got you. And
2: you know, they were kind okay. of illegal.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Yeah.
2: And they covered that up, and they kind of just were like, well you know, like, you're gay, and you're, you know, trying to leave my grandma, or, like, he was trying to leave, like, my grandmother, um, because he couldn't take being in the closet anymore, and they kind of used that as, like, the initial thing, so.
1: Got you. Okay. Um,
2: But I think I was 20 years old when I finally was able to get his phone number, and I remember just... You know, I called him. It was right before, like, Thanksgiving. Um, You know, I connected with him on the phone, and then we made plans. Um, Him and my Aunt Jerry were meeting us in um, the Chelsea district in New York City um, for, like, a day in New York to kind of hang out and meet each other. And I just remember that that whole day was amazing because we went to this pizza place in the Chelsea district, and, um, you know, like, legit Italians were working there with accents and all. Um, they might have I know, that Sicilian. piece was the
0: good. Mm-hmm.
2: It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, probably one of the best I've ever had. But um, uh, I just remember my grandfather flirting with all these men, like, the, the wait staff. And they were, like, giving him, like, their numbers and stuff. And nah. I was just like whoa pop pop I was like man he's so smooth but he's so comfortable with who he is mm-hmm. and I think like a year after that I just like you know I, from continuously visiting him and I talked to him like every week on the phone he was just very you know comfortable and just proud of himself and just you know he was just true to himself
1: yeah and that yeah.
2: really influenced me to come out as bisexual at the time.
0: Okay. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, because I was like, you know, like I, I honestly feel like sexuality is fluid. Um, mm-hmm. for some people that may not be the case, but for a lot of people mm-hmm. it is. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like I came out as bi and I told my mom and she's like, so you're sexually attracted to women. And I'm just like, yeah. And she's like, Okay, that's cool. <laughs> like, oh <my> <laughs> she was like really supportive about it. It was really funny. Uh huh. Yeah. Um
1: That's a good thing. And
2: then I just yeah, and then I I finally like dated this girl like a year ago and then I just realized I wasn't bi. So I'm just like gay. Okay. So
1: that okay. helped too. So Right. Okay. And so and so even now that you've come out, you're not even tripping about that anymore. You're free from that. You freed yourself from all of that. You know yeah. who you are. Very you know what you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. Very that's, comfortable. <laughs> I feel very just um, content and at peace. You know because you know like I, I found out I was you know like you know, not heterosexual when I was 11. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of suppressed it for the longest time. And then my grandfather helped me um, come out.
1: Good. That's good. Is your grandfather still living? No.
2: He passed away about two years ago.
1: Yeah. Okay. I kind of remember that, Um, but yeah. So getting down to... um, we We kind of talked about you read off some statistics last week. You have that in front of you as far as the leading cause of death and, and you know about um the LBGTQ community
2: um i think in- I think in general, I didn't have my notes
1: in front of me, but um, oh, that's
2: okay from the top of
1: I mean, I have it in front of it. me, but I, so, I didn't know if you had it. hmm
2: <laughs> I found it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, the Trevor Project, I'm quoting the Trevor Project. Um yes. in general Tell us what the Trevor wait a minute, tell us what I, the, Trevor is. So the Trevor
1: Project is.
2: So the Trevor Project is this amazing resource for LGBTQ plus youth. Mm-hmm. Um and youth meaning ages ten to twenty four. Um okay it's uh it's a crisis hotline but okay. it's also kind of like a really good resource if um you know like an lgbtq plus um young person hasn't come out yet and okay. um they may not have resources in their schools or just in their friend and family circles mm-hmm it talks a lot about just, like, how they may identify as, which is extremely helpful. hmm So, um, and the cool thing about the Trevor Project is they have so many, um, you know, uh, statistics about, um, I guess, kind of, like, how suicide ties into the LGBTQ plus community. Um hmm suicide risks are very high in the LGBTQ plus community because there is a lot of homophobia and transphobia that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. A lot of kids are rejected from their families. Um, yeah. They're bullied a lot. There's abuse that happens. Um, you know, things like that can trigger suicidal
1: um, you know, ideations or
0: attempts. Mhm, mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, um, Jordan. It just still amazes me. Like we're in 2020, and we're still dealing with all of this stuff. You know, like yeah. just wow. So that's all I can say. Sometimes is just wow. Um,
2: I I dealt with some like some homophobia today. Oh. Like, literally this afternoon, I dealt with with uh, some homophobic, um, you know, like, remarks, and um, I just had to tell
1: the person, look. Um, in person? Like, like you, this was in person or online? This was in person. Do I have to fly out to San Jose, Mexico?
2: Pardon? Oh, do you have to fly I, to San Jose? <laughs> yeah.
1: Do, I do, mean, do you mean? Do sure. mean, to come out
2: there? Yeah, yeah, that might help.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But go ahead. Tell us what happened.
2: So what happened was this person was talking about, um, I think there was like a photo about Jennifer Gardner wearing like a shirt about Mm -hmm. um, like a rainbow shirt and how something about like why is straight like the fault. And he was against that comment. But I don't think he fully understood what that meant. So I told him, mm-hmm. like, look, um, the reason why she's questioning the de- the defaultness of heterosexuality is because this is actually um a comment on pride. You know, this is this is about pride. You know, this mm-hmm. is about um uplifting the L G B T Q plus community. Um okay. and not just having this as or just like heterosexuality as just like a major thing, you know, just kind of uplifting, um, you know, queer people. Mm
0: -hmm. And he was
2: like, then he started to question his comment. Like he started to realize the homophobic connotations that he made said. So Mm.
1: that
2: was, really interesting cuz you know sometimes people may say things that are homophobic and they may not realize it so mm-hmm. that was
1: mm-hmm.
2: really interesting
1: mm. yeah i bet it was and you know that's the same it, that that also goes hand in hand with racism too like people will say things yes. and some like and you can tell the ones that they just aren't consciously aware because, you know, in their own circles, they're used to talking in a certain way. So, you know, when they get around others, you know, um, or people of color, they'll just come out and say some of the, Oh, ask the craziest questions like, and you're saying, you're looking at them like, well, did you just ask me that? Or did you just say that? And they're like, yeah, why, what's wrong? And it's like, okay, <laughs> you, you really don't know. <laughs> it's so crazy, right. Jordan.
2: It right. is so crazy. Right, but... I've, I've witnessed mm-hmm. that, actually, Um, just like, you know, um, white people asking, like, black people certain questions, and I just sit there yeah. and just, like, like, wait, what are they asking? And then, you know, like, one of my best friends who's black is just, like, sitting there, like, trying to think of a response. And I'm just, right. like, feeling just, like, very empathetic in that yeah. situation. Like, I've witnessed it a few times.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and this is just for all the white folk out there that are tuning in. Just, you know, just an FYI, if you don't know by now, we do not like for you to touch our hair. Okay, that is a sore subject. It's a sore spot. Do not ask if you can touch our hair, okay? It's hair. Just Nope, that's just one of those things on that list. Put it down, write it down. Keep it in mind.
2: I am Don't ask still to touch the hair. I am still
1: shocked
2: that the black community has to keep saying that. Like, I am still oh shocked God. about that because it should be a human decency thing, not to touch people's hair.
1: Yeah, like, do you have people come up to you and ask you if I can touch your hair? <laughs> you know, it's sometimes, sometimes they
2: do. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Okay. And I'm just like, Wow well, no. <laughs> And I can kind of see that because, ladies and gentlemen, because you, you shaved your hair off. But this woman right here has a beautiful head full of hair when she lets it grow out. Oh, my God. Your hair is so gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really is. You're beautiful, Jordan. I mean, if no one ever tells you that, if I have to tell you that every single day, I will. You are beautiful. She is, guys. She Aww. really is beautiful.
2: You're 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 beautiful
1: too, Lee. Most definitely. Thank I appreciate you. that. But you know what makes a person to me beautiful? It's not just their outward appearance, but it's the inner is more important. The inside of a person to me is what makes the outside glow. And your continence is just like, oh, my God, you know, to know you is really to love you, really. And I'm not just saying that because I love you and I know you, but it's true. (laughs) You know, so... I just want everybody else to, to know that about you. Um, and once they go to your website and you're, um, follow you on Instagram and things like that, they're going to feel the same way that I do, too. I just know it. I just know it. And if they don't, then there's something wrong with them. Something wrong with them. Okay?
0: <laughs> 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 and, girl, you let me
1: know if I need to catch a, fl- catch a flight, okay, or get my broom and fly over there. To where you are i'm just saying and see i've never said get my broom on, on air before but i'm just letting you know i'm taking it very serious hey
2: uh, um, you know what likewise like my broom has nitrous to
1: it so it'll move super fast okay. Yeah. hey okay all right now um so one of the things that um you actually you said too. Um, you said fifty well fifty plus years ago. When we talk about therapy, of course, it really was looked down upon. And I just want to reiterate, over and over and over and over and over again, you can't say it enough. Please seek help. Please, 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 please seek help. It's out there. Um and I know for you you said I think it took you like 10 years or so before you finally said look I can't do this on my own because you've had some experiences with suicidal thoughts too, right?
2: Oh yeah, like I've I've I have suicidal ideations and I've mm-hmm. attempted suicide multiple times. Um I actually mm-hmm. almost died once, but I came back. <laughs>
1: um thank you.
2: But
0: yes, Girl, you can't leave me! Don't is, don't
1: do that! Don't do that! But go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for reiterating that. That means a lot. But um,
2: therapy is extremely important.
1: Yeah, very important. Yes, it is. Um, and the coping skills that you know your therapist—that's one of the things that they actually help you to do. They help you to cope. Um, they help you with just so much and and it also helps to you know to let you know and to remind you that you're not alone in this, you know you never have to be alone um right, yeah, yeah, and you're acting mm-hmm. go ahead
2: oh, I just wanted to mention real quick that it's um mm-hmm. I think it's very important to find a therapist that caters to you. Into a lot of the struggles that you face, whether um, whether you're a person of color, whether you are queer, um, whether you're a woman or a man, like a lot of these things, um, you know, each individual, depending on who they are and what community they are a part of, they suffer from different struggles. So it's good to seek a therapist that is um, that is within the community that you're in like for instance my therapist is trans so um, mm-hmm. he is able to relate for some of the
1: things that I've been through as a queer person Mhm. Mm-hmm. yeah that now that's a very valid point Um, to seek out someone who is like yourself you know because they can relate to that you know what I mean right so that's a very, very, very profound statement. Um, now your activism. I this young lady right here. She created a paper cut piece um, that um, speaks to activism. That speaks to the movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and and the L B G T Q plus movements and all of that. You have to go on and check that out. And one of the things I love about Jordan is that she's very generous. Uh, she has. She's one of the most generous people that I know. Uh, she's a beautiful soul, period. But she created these things, and for us to use them um, however we see fit, and she's not charging us for it. Like, when you see it, she could really charge for that. So what, tell us why you decided to just create something like that, number one, and then just do it for free? So for the, I know what pieces you're talking
2: about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, those are, uh, the one is a paper cut, kind of like poster design for, uh, that just pretty much says Black Lives Matter. And then mm-hmm. the other one says Black Trans Lives Matter.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
2: So, um I just saw just like when, when George Floyd was murdered, um, Mm -hmm. he was murdered. Let's just, you know, I think that's Mm -hmm. not up for debate anymore. Um, I saw just the black lives matter movement starting to, um, come back, you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, you know, it hasn't gone away, you know, like it started what in 2014, I think. Um, Mm -hmm in Ferguson um that's when it started and it's been around since now since today Mm -hmm. it's just you know like the media wasn't covering it from 2015 to 2020 heavily um a couple sources were covering it you know in between that time but not as intensely as now um when George Mm -hmm. Floyd was murdered um You know, like every single state was um, participating in the Black Lives Matter movement, which was huge because that's never happened since this year. Um, Only just major cities were um, participating in it. So what I wanted to contribute something because, you know, way back when in 2015 when Freddie Gray was murdered, um, I was going to the Black Lives Matter protest pretty frequently Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, Baltimore City, you know, their um, Black Lives Matter movements happen or or protests happen pretty like a lot there um, and they're very accessible. Well, here in Santa Fe, you know, it's kind of like a small town and there's not a whole lot of protesting happening, physical protesting. So my way to contribute was to do some art activism
0: which is very,
2: you know, like that's um, that's valid way of activism. Mm-hmm. And um, I chose to do these pieces and to upload them on social media and just allow people to screenshot them, save them um, to their phones, um, or they could message me for a download. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll send them like a free download if they wanted to print it out um, in their home and take it to a protest physically,
1: um, awesome. they can do that. Awesome. Um,
2: awesome. And, you know, it's, I feel like it's very important for me to say on the air that I am a white woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I felt like it was very unfair for me to charge money for that because mm-hmm. of, my, of me being white. Instead, okay. I think it's important to, um, to kind of expose um, a lot of black artists and black businesses mm-hmm. so you can find their merchandise and pay them
1: because that oh. is
2: extremely important,
1: extremely important. Wow. Wow. And you know what? If you know, I just thought about something. If you you know, you can um I'm just gonna throw this out there to you and maybe one day maybe it'll resonate and you might wanna do this. But another saying that's going around too, um, that's very important to know is black dollars matter. You know, so black I don't know if that's matter? something black dollars matter. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of businesses that um you know, so social media now, you know, people just they just don't think. And they'll come out and they'll say some things that are racist, right? And then they still expect, you know, people to patronize their business. So now they're starting to get exposed and another saying that's going around is Black Dollars Matter. And people are starting to protest and, you know, protest other people's businesses that are racist. Because how are you gonna sit up and then you know, be derogatory to a group of people where maybe sixty five to seventy eight percent of your business is are black people right you know so uh, black people are starting to wake up to that and starting to really like you know uh, stick together and spend their money and you know within their own community. And so maybe if people start to see, well, you know what, maybe I should just watch, you know, if you, even if you still think those things, don't just, you know, how can you run a business (laughs) and just say any old thing that you want to say and expect people to continue to buy from you. Right.
2: Right. Exactly. Like I've been seeing, um, A lot of people exposing different, like, restaurants and businesses that have um, either racist owners or racist employees. And they'll, like, people will screenshot them on social media and send, like, let's say, for instance, like, an employee said, like, something completely racist on social media. person Mm -hmm. will screenshot them send it to uh i guess like the owner of that business and yep. the person will be fired within like 24 hours or something.
1: It's that's right
2: actually a really great tool um yeah. to show people like hey we need to move forward as a collective.
1: Yeah absolutely and and jordan that that's happening so that's a good thing that's been you know that's come out of this so far and i'm hoping that that will continue i'm hoping that more you know people like yourself who are who are artistic that can um use their art you know to help the movement along um and, you know, to use their voice in that way, and I just cannot express to you enough how much I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. Like I've said to you over and over, you've found your voice. You are using your voice. You even do, um, you even dedicate yoga online to the Black Lives Matter movement. You um, meditate, meditation yoga. Um, and they can, I don't know, is it on YouTube. Can people find it so, on YouTube?
2: Um, so the meditations were on Facebook, um, but okay. I've actually deleted my Facebook account because I just can't okay. deal with Facebook anymore. Um, okay. So they're not on YouTube. Um, I was thinking, like, you know, if I am called to do so for my guides, um, I'll probably – Um, You know, if I'm guided to lead those meditations for the Black Lives Matter movement um, again, I'll probably do them on Instagram because Instagram has the the TV now so you can post like longer videos. Mm
0: -hmm. So um,
2: I just figured, you know, maybe um, I'll do it on Instagram because, you know, you're on Instagram and. A, a lot of my friends who were following those meditations are on Instagram too. So.
1: Yeah. Well, good. So now we you know we got you down to the um to that part of the show. Please um give everyone your social media um um you know IDs, your Instagram, your Twitter if you want people to follow you, and your website.
2: All right. So first I'm going to start with my website because if you don't, if you're not able to get any of my social media, it's on my website. Okay. Oh, there you go. My website is J and then my last name M-E-R-L-I-N-O dot Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot Mm -hmm. com. Okay. Um, So that's my website. Um all my work is on there and you're able to message me directly on my website. So you don't need my awesome. email. Awesome. Um, my Instagram is my first initial and last name. So Jay Merlino, um, like the underscore cut paper. That's my mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, my Twitter is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> my Twitter is, j but, so butt so b u t t paper okay. cut okay <laughs> j, i i won't even catchy, ask you so just like
1: <laughs> i won't even ask you to explain that one, so not unless you want to,
2: <laughs> but okay, j
1: butt mhm, okay,
2: and um lastly, I am also found on society six so um. Usually I charge a couple hundred dollars for my mm-hmm. originals, but for prints, you can find a print on there for maybe like $12. Oh, um, wow. So my Society6
1: is just Jamerlino. Okay. Um, and, and, and so thank you for that. So, you know, in, in closing, are there any last words or thoughts that you want to share with the listeners? Just, uh,
2: just be good. Good to yourself, good to others. I think that's kind of like the synopsis of our conversation today really is to, mm-hmm. you know, like send love to yourself and to send love to others.
1: Yes, Jordan. Yes, that's awesome. Ending And ending it on a love note. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, because I have to, um, I have this little tribute that I want to do to um, John Lewis. We're going to end it there. Again, my door is always open to you to come back, and um, I will be having you back soon. So, just keep that in mind. Um, awesome. And I just really, yeah, I really want to thank you again for taking the time to come back so quickly. So, thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Thank you for having me again.
1: Okay, sweetie. Um, I will be in touch. And, um, yeah, if you want to just hang in there, you know, you can feel free to do so.
0: All right. Okay? Thank you.
1: All right, sweetie. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. So um, as I stated earlier, I wanted to pay tribute to um, an icon that we lost um, a couple weeks ago. As I watched the memorial service of Congressman John Lewis, I could not help but to feel overwhelmed by the love that I saw coming from those who knew him. Each person that spoke revered this man, loved this man. I listened very carefully at the words that they shared about John Lewis. He was revered by his family, by presidents, and by his colleagues in Congress. They may not have always agreed with him, but they respected him. Each person spoke with such reverence, compassion, and love for John Lewis. They spoke about all of his years of service to this country. They shared stories of his childhood and talked about that fateful day on the Selma Bridge when he was beaten beaten and bloodied. Several times tears fell from my eyes as I watched and listened to those who knew him. Talk about his character and his service. This was a man who truly walked his talk. This was a man that every person, no matter your race, gender, or creed, could learn from. I thought that for this portion of the show, it would be appropriate for me to dedicate it to this icon who lived by his words of oneness and inclusivity for all. I would like to share his last words that he wrote shortly before his passing. I found them to be so poignant and profound, and I am humbled and inspired by them, but most importantly encouraged. I hope you will be too. He says, while my time here has now come to an end, I want you to know that in the last days and hours of my life, you inspired me. You filled me with hope about the next chapter of the great American story when you used your power to make a difference, difference in our society. Millions of people motivated simply by human compassion laid down the burdens of division. Around the country and the world, you set aside race, class, age, language, and nationality to demand respect for human dignity. That is why I had to visit Black Lives Matter Plaza in Washington. Though I was admitted to the hospital the following day, I just had to see and feel it for myself that after many years of silent witness, the truth is still marching on. Emmett Till was my George Floyd. He was my Rayshard Brooks, Sandra Bland, and Brianna Taylor. He was 14 when he was killed, and I was only 15 years old at the time. I will never forget the moment when it became so clear that he could easily have been me. In those days, fear constrained us like an imaginary prison. And troubling thoughts of potential brutality committed for no understandable reason were the bars. Though I was surrounded by two loving parents, plenty of brothers and sisters and cousins, their love could not protect me from the unholy oppression waiting just outside that family circle. Unchecked, unrestrained violence and government-sanctioned terror had the power to turn a simple stroll to the store for some Skittles or an innocent morning jog down a lonesome country road into a nightmare. If we are to survive as one unified nation, we must discover what so readily takes root in our hearts that could rob Mother Emanuel Church in South Carolina of her brightest and best, shoot unwitting congregators in Las Vegas and choked to death the hopes and dreams of a gifted violinist like Elijah McLean. Like so many young people today, I was searching for a way out of some, or some might say a way in, and then I heard the voice of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on an old radio. He was talking about the philosophy and discipline of nonviolence. He said, we are all complicit when we tolerate injustice. He said it is not enough to say it will get better by and by. He said each of us has a moral obligation to stand up, speak up and speak out. When you see something that is not right, you must say something, you must do something. Democracy is not a state, it is an act and each generation must do its part to help build what we call the beloved community, a nation, and world society at peace with itself. Ordinary people with extraordinary vision can redeem the soul of America by getting in what I call good trouble, necessary trouble. Voting and participating in the democratic process are key. The vote is the most important, powerful, nonviolent change agent you have in a democratic society. You must use it because it is not guaranteed. You can lose it. You must also study and learn the lessons of history because humanity has been involved in this soul-wrenching existential struggle for a very long time. People on every continent have stood in your shoes through decades and centuries before you. The truth does not change. And that is why the answers worked out long ago can help you find solutions to the challenges of our time. Continue to build union between movements stretching across the globe because we must put away our willingness to profit from the exploitation of others. And though I may not be here with you, I urge you to answer the highest calling of your heart and stand up for what you truly believe in. And in my life, I have done all I can do to demonstrate that the way of peace, the way of love and nonviolence is the more excellent way Now it is your turn To let freedom ring When historians pick up their pens To write the story of the 21st century Let them say That it was your generation Who laid down the heavy burdens Of hate at last And that peace Finally triumphed Over violence, aggression And war So I say to you Walk with the wind, brothers and sisters And let the spirit of peace and the power of everlasting love be your guide. Wow. Those are some really, really profound words from the late John Robert Lewis. Thank you, sir, for your service. So that ends our show for this evening. I want to thank a big thank you to everyone who tuned in with us and a shout out to my family who are always loving and supporting me. Also to my friends and colleagues and all of my social networking sites. A special shout out to Miss um, Jordan Merlino. Thank you once again for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful for you. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration and leave a message to let us know that you stopped by and like us at Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash a date with Destiny 101 and follow us on Twitter at Lease 101. That's L Y S E 101. So make sure you come back. And tune in with us next week, Monday, August the 10th. We are in August. Can you believe it? At 630 Eastern Standard Time. And always remember, folks, that real power comes from knowledge because knowledge is power. And when we know better, we do better. So your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation Seek God and learn how to love yourself first, because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio, A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.